I'll be a little quiet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll quiet down a little bit. Uh, from Kathy Cootley, our children's ministry director, this Sunday our elementary age kids church will be studying on prayer and that God wants to hear from us, his kids. This year we'll be having a hallelujah night on Tuesday, October 31st. We're planning to have a simple meal that you can come and enjoy from 5 at 5 from 5 to 5:30. Then games and fun to follow with lots of treats. I was going to say this is for kids, but it's fun for all ages. If you want to come and join the fun, we need volunteers. Let Kathy know so she can assign you a place. Also bring bags of candy to church any Sunday in October so that the kids will have plenty of goodies for their bags. Give the candy to Kathy, please. Thank you. And being involved with uh, Hallelujah Night for several years past, we want kids that come to the church to have a lot of candy because they're going to be comparing their candy to the kids that didn't come to our church the next day in school. So we want it to be a blessing. Um, please come at 930 if you can. It's like 10 Strike Community Church Extra. So whatever class you are a part of, we just have great stuff. And there's stuff for the kids. Uh, the coffee bar is open at 930. Uh, activities and classes for nursery through elementary. Youth group meets in the upstairs youth room. The healing class meets in the fellowship hall. Breaking intimidation by John Bevere. Join the class based on this book led by Paul Hoffland and Andrew Erholtz. Thanks for giving us an extra sentence there. And you can come and pray too at 9.30, right? People are welcome to come and pray. You guys are an open group. Good stuff, man. And uh, I left our class this morning and the class just kept on going. It's awesome. Okay. Uh, this Wednesday at 10 Strike Community Church, from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m., the quilting group will meet. Anyone is welcome for part of or all of this time frame. At 12 noon, there is lunch and fellowship available for anyone. At 1 p.m., there will be a Bible study with Grandma Joyce and Grandma Glennis at the church house. And at 6.30 p.m., again, Principles of Ministering Freedom by Pastor Dean. If there's someone with a strong back who can help Darlene Colson's daughter get some fuel oil into her tank, please let Darlene know. And you could use help even today, I'm guessing, right? Okay, good. And I have an announcement to start here. If you could bring up the other mic that's not working for Abby to use. I'm just kidding. I've been teasing her all morning. Come on up here, Abby. Just a reminder that we'll be hosting the True Bridge Ladies Retreat here Friday night, October 27th, and Saturday, October 28th. You going to share a little bit? Okay. If you have not registered, please do so. We need to have all the registrations back by next Sunday. The forms are on the information desk in the back. Just for a few seconds. <laughs> so the ladies' retreat, um, we've announced this probably the past couple Sundays. It's going to be the last Friday and Saturday of this month, the 27th, 28th. I'm going to be back out kind of by those front doors, and there's little flyers. Um, we ha You have until next Sunday to still sign up. Um, it's $35, but if it's something that you can't afford, please talk to me because there are scholarships. We'd love to just have everyone come. Um, and the theme is simply chosen. So I know life gets busy for a lot of us. Um, it's just going to be a wonderful time to like come together, um, women of all different ages and like fellowship together, worship. There's going to be amazing breakfast and food. That's always a plus. Um, but I'm just going to read this to you. This is kind of the theme of this retreat. As a result, we sometimes can get busy in our lives. Ladies, let me just say there's no secret formula to get God to love you more. You didn't work your way into his good graces. He simply chose you, all of you. You on your good days, you on your bad days, and yes, even you on your worst days. God chose you with a specific plan and a purpose for your life. This life here now, you were chosen for such a time as this. So come join for a time of cleaning out the clutter in your minds and zeroing in on the simple, personalized truths about who you are and what you were made for. So it's just going to be an awesome time to just be reminded of who we are in Christ, to just be uplifted. Um, so come, sign up if you can, and talk to me if you need help financially. Awesome. Thank you. My wife is going.
Um, okay, I'd like to share with you a couple of things uh, in my devotions that I read. Nikki Gumbel does the daily devotional part of it. And he says, God can bring success out of apparent failure. And as I look back in my life, he says, God seems to have used the difficulties and defeats more than any apparent success. The psalmist of Psalm 118 has clearly been through a difficult time. He writes, God tested me. He pushed me hard, verse 18 in the message. Yet he is full of thanksgiving. The psalmist is full of thanksgiving, praise, and rejoicing. I will give thanks to the Lord. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. The psalmist is full of thanksgiving because he sees that God is able to bring success out of apparent defeat. He writes, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone in verse 22. Jesus is the supreme example of God bringing success out of apparent failure. He is the stone that the builders rejected, which has now become the cornerstone of the church. Jesus quotes this verse in Psalm 118 as referring to himself in Mark 12.10. Peter, too, makes this application in 1 Peter 2, pointing out that Jesus is the living stone, rejected by human beings, but chosen by God. Jesus is now the chief cornerstone in the church on which the whole church rests. Our response should be like the psalmist. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Hallelujah. And then I saw a podcast from Joel Osteen. I want to read what it says here. Pretty awesome. Oh, I don't want you to talk. That's what I get for trying to keep the mic away from Abby today. Okay. I suppose I could put the mic on Joel Osteen. Let me sum up what he said. Um, there are challenges in life that we all face. There are goals that we have, things that we are striving for. And it seems like halfway through sometimes on those challenges... It really gets tough. And a lot of people, when they hit that point, turn around and go back and give up. What he said was, if you're halfway through a situation and you turn around and go back, there are other people that instead of going back, they go forward. And uh, each person only walked the same amount of distance. If you go halfway there and halfway back, or halfway there and the rest of the way there, why not stay committed and see it through? And God will reward those if we face the battle, finish the battle. It's amazing stuff. So, And what does that have to do with our finances? Everything. Exactly. So when we have difficult times in life, whether we see failures or difficult times, keep pressing through. Keep being faithful and God will... Uh, reward us as we are victorious in Jesus' name. So we'll put our offerings and tithes in the boxes in the back by the doors. Let's have a quick word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your promises. Lord, we thank you that we are not subject to uh, what the world has and what the devil has planned for us. We resist those things and we uh, seek you and you only, Lord. And we're thankful that you have already won the victory we're just walking out in obedience in Jesus' name. Amen. Last few weeks you've had some mic deals going on, haven't we? <laughs> Hallelujah. End of August or beginning of uh, September, I had a dream. And God speaks to us in a lot of different ways, you know. Sometimes you're reading the word and 
thoughts just kind of come up and they stay with you and a message might develop out of that. Sometimes we're hearing a message preached and certain things jump out. But sometimes he speaks in more unusual ways. And in the dream, I was preaching. And uh, I heard myself talking about maintaining a passion for God, loving God. And that's a very simple message, things we've heard our whole life as Christians. So, but today I just want to mention a few of the things to remind us, to refresh us, but I'm also sensing that there's another step up in devotion for us. And today I've asked Phyllis to help me read some scriptures here. So, But let's open our hearts to the Lord today and allow his spirit to place within us uh, to do his work. Amen. So let's start with uh, Mark 12. 28 through 30. Is this not on? Yeah. Is it on? Then one of the scribes came up and listened to them, disputing with one another, and noticing that Jesus answered them fitly and admirably, he asked him, which commandment is first and most important of all in its nature? Jesus answered, the first and principal one of all commands is hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and you shall love the Lord your God out of and with your whole heart and out of and with all your soul, your life, and out of and with all your mind with your faculty of thought and your moral understanding, and out of and with all your strength. This is the first and principal commandment. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word today, and we do open wide our hearts. We want to hear your voice in Jesus' name. To be kingdom people... This must be the foundation of our faith. You know, we, often we talk about without faith, it's impossible to please God. And often we think about faith as our part in believing him and standing on his word and those kind of things. But there's another part of faith that's really necessary. And that's a passionate love and devotion for God. That's the foundation of our faith. That's the foundation of our life. And Jesus declares here, and I think it's such a, you know, we can meditate on this and kind of what I hear, not only, sometimes we read this as a command, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And we think, okay, I've got to do this. Get geared up and do it. (laughs) How many have ever tried to do that and you fall a little bit short over the process of time? Situations come in and, you know, passion wanes. But I see this as also another part of this. Jesus says, you shall... He calls us to the impossible. Don't you love that when God tells you to do something that's impossible? Forgive everyone to the same extent that I've forgiven you. Wow. (laughs) Impossible in our own strength. Hallelujah. But with with those kind of commands that are beyond us, you know, be holy as I am holy. When he gives these great commands, he opens the door for the Holy Spirit to come and manifest that glory within our heart and within our experience. 
We're called to live in a, a supernatural life empowered by the Holy Spirit. And this is such a beautiful thing. When we, even loving our God as he demands us to love him, is totally dependent upon the life of the Spirit within us. We cooperate with him. We, we surrender to him. We allow him access to the, to, like Jesus says, all, all your, your whole being. I was reading some things by Dwight Moody and about his life. And he was an uh, evangelist in the late 1800s, early 1900s. I believe he went into the 1900s, but uh, at any rate, uh, some of the testimonies that came about his life was he, remarkable, you know, uh, results in his meetings. And his ministries are still going on today that were founded with him out of Chicago. The Bible Institute, radio uh, stations. But here's a statement that uh, was made about him by one of his contemporaries. So we'll have Phyllis read this today. The world has yet to see what God can do with a man fully consecrated to him. By God's help, I aim to be that man. Moody did not originate this phrase. Henry Varley, a British revivalist who had befriended the young American in Dublin, recalled that in 1873, Moody asked him to recount words they had spoken in a private conversation a year earlier, just before Moody's return to the United States. Do you remember your words, he said? I replied, I well remember our interview, but I do not recall any special utterance. Don't you remember saying, Moody, the world has yet to see what God will do with a man fully consecrated to him. Not the actual sentence, I replied. Ah, said Mr. Moody, those were the words sent to my soul through you from the living God. As I crossed the wide Atlantic, the boards of the deck of the vessel were engraved with them. And when I reached Chicago, the very paving stones seemed marked with Moody. The world has yet to see what God will do with a man fully consecrated to him. Under the power of those words, I have come back to England, and I felt that I must not let more time pass until I let you know how God had used your words to my inmost soul. The Holy Spirit infuses into our life, brands upon our heart, our call, our destiny. And our call is wrapped up in our passionate love for God. Without, if we lose the passionate love for God, we go on serving and doing and working and performing, but the life is gone out of it. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Don't you hear the strength of God's command? You shall. With the strength of those words, God comes and he opens up our heart to allow the Holy Spirit to develop that within us. To take hold of our passions. To call us upward, higher. Into experiential glory with him. You shall... Let's hear his voice today. 
You shall. No option. Not, well, I'll give it my best shot. <laughs> I'll, I'll really try. The command of God is something far higher. He's calling you beyond yourself. He doesn't leave you with your own devices to walk it out. He sent his spirit into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Well, let's just close our eyes and just say that together. Abba, Father. The spirit comes crying into our hearts. Abba, Father. That's a declaration of love and passion, a singleness of heart, of of point-like devotion unto, unto God. The door has been opened for us by the Holy Spirit to move in our hearts to live out the passion unto God. Hallelujah. Just think of what God gave up for us in Jesus. He sent his son, the eternal word that dwelt with him forever, that was always there, and through him the worlds were created. The father dreamed. The word spoke. The spirit performed. The trinity was there in creation. They were in unbroken unity from eternity past. God sent him into the world with passion because he loved us so much. God gave him to take on bodily form, to shed his blood, to bear our sins that we might live. Is there passion in that? Is there passion in God's heart towards you? Now all he asks is that we allow the Holy Spirit to produce that same passion in us back unto him. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Wow, what a call. What a clear call from the heart of God to us. What a beckoning call. It's full of life. Not in legalistic dryness. In life. In this connection, we find the fullness that God has destined for us. Let's read Galatians 4, 6. Because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. How full of life is this move of the Spirit within us? Day of Pentecost, he came rushing like a mighty wind <laughs> to empower the church. When we're born again, he comes rushing into our heart with that same intensity, crying, Abba, Father. He comes jealously desiring that we would be all for God to the same extent that God is all for us. In that union of devotion and commitment together, we rise higher and higher in the kingdom. You shall love the Lord your God. I just keep drawing that, drawing that out. You shall love the Lord your God. Let's hear it today. That's the command of God from heaven, opening our heart that it will cut through all the busyness of life and all the distractions of life 
and all the other things that would try to come and divert us. Maybe good things. But underneath it all, there's a call in our spirit. You shall love the Lord your God. The standard that we evaluate ourselves from is Jesus Christ himself and how passionately pure he was to his father. That's the standard of our devotion. We can't look at each other and compare our devotion. Well, I'm doing okay, look at him. Well, they might be saying, I'm doing okay, look at that guy. (laughs) The standard is Jesus Christ himself. Let's go to Revelation 2. And I just want to see what Jesus, the head of the church, is saying to the church at Ephesus. To the angel of the church in Ephesus write, the one who holds the seven stars in his right hand, the one who walks among the seven golden lampstands says this, I know your deeds and your toil and perseverance and that you cannot tolerate evil men and you put to the test those who call themselves apostles and they are not and you found them to be false. Do you want me to keep on? And you have perseverance and have endured for my name's sake and have not grown weary. But I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Therefore, remember from where you have fallen and repent and do the deeds you did at first or else I am coming to you and I will remove your lampstand out of its place unless you repent. We see here the passion of Jesus. He's looking at something far more than our performance. He's looking for passionate faith. A love for God that is with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, with all our strength. We look back over our life and maybe somebody's thinking today, well, that was when I was young. I did that. Now I'm just going on in that glow from that moment. This love never wanes. This passion never runs out because it's the living spirit within us that keeps this first love alive until the end. If that love is burning and bright, he's calling us to a higher place. It's ever growing because the revelation of God's love goes on and on and on, and we love because he loved us. The revelation of that love goes beyond the limits of our comprehension. We become more passionate for God, more, more single-focused on him and his kingdom. He tells us if, we've, if that love has waned in our life, He tells us how to kindle the flame again. He says, remember. So today I just want you to take a moment and remember those moments in your life where the Holy Spirit was allowed to well up and you had such a zealous, passionate desire to see God, to know him, to worship him. You loved him with everything. There was no other purpose that was higher than to know him. Remember. Remember from where you have fallen. 
That tells us that this kind of love, God, in God's estimation, that's walking high up in the realm of the Spirit. Remember the height from which you have fallen. The same spirits within us, if we just take a moment and muse and meditate and ponder and allow that glow to rise up again, he's here to restore the passion. Maybe we need to say, Father, I'm sorry. Maybe it was just a gradual thing. The writer of Hebrews says, remember the former days and all the things they had to stand through and, and they went through because of their passion for God. And they were dealing with some severe persecution. We maybe haven't gone through that, but we need to remember. And hopefully, oh, let it be now, Lord. The same spirit is within you today that was with you then. It's not just youthful exuberance that you were experiencing. Maybe you acted in ways that were maybe unwise. (laughs) But yet, that passion was from the Holy Spirit. Remember the height from which you've fallen. Let's just take a moment and remember today. Oh, we thank you, Lord. You're with us. You're with us right now. You're with us today. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. This is how God evaluates our spiritual reality. Do you love me with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength? Or have you just sunk into doing? Doing good things. God loves you so much, he wants unity with you. He wants to be one with you. As you walk through your doing, he wants his life to energize you. Remember what the Spirit brought into your heart when you came to know him. That great love of God that your heart responded to. Remember, but also do the works that you did at the first. You know, that's a remarkable, there's a remarkable revelation in those words. Do the deeds you did at first. When we're born again and that love of God fills us, his call, his purpose for our life is right there. It's encased in the love of God. We love him, but that just rises up. You can't love him with all your heart, heart, soul, mind, and strength without knowing who you are in the body. You want to find the will of God for your life? Love God with all your strength. It won't be hidden from you. in those moments of passion for him, your purpose rises up and that through time may develop and grow and what, what, you know, but for right now we know where we are, what we are to do, who we are in the body. Wow. Can't escape it. Don't want to escape it. This is what you are designed God has designed you for that purpose. This is where life is for us. This is where fruit is for us. 
This is where joy is for us. Amen. Jesus said, remember, do the deeds you did at first. Isn't it great to come up before God with this passion and just worship him? Remember how, how you love to pray? <laughs> Remember? You just love to pray. You love to worship. You could just worship and worship and worship and worship. You could just pray and pray and pray and pray. I was in a church in the 1970s that had this first love manifest among us to such an extent that we'd get there at 9.30 in the morning and people would already be in there worshiping and singing. Church didn't start, the service didn't start till 10 or 10.30, but there'd already be, the ministers weren't even there yet. People were just gathered and they were just going after God. What a thrill. Then, you know, they'd do the service thing. Then they'd preach for an hour, hour and a half. Then we'd pray. <laughs> then we'd worship about two in the afternoon, I said, well, I think we need to dismiss. And you're thinking, oh, already? <laughs> There's a life in the spirit. It's not religious and grievous. Wow. We can have that together as we have this first love burning towards our Father. Hallelujah. Do we remember how we used to give our finances so joyously and freely? and give to those that were in need or just support the work of the gospel that was on our heart, where to give. It, it wasn't just a system that we worked out. There was passion in it. Our first love experience is filled with passion because it is responding to his great love for us. The spirit rises up within us. Let's just read Ephesians 3, 17 through 19. Let's just allow the Lord again, we, we read this quite often, but just to make a reality in our spirit how great God's love is for us. May Christ through your faith, actually dwell, settle down, abide, make his permanent home in your hearts. May you be rooted deep in love and founded securely on love, that you may have the power and be strong to apprehend and grasp with all the saints, God's devoted people, the experience of that love. What is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth of it that you may really come to know practically through experience for yourselves the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience, that you may be filled through all your being under the fullness of God, may have the richest measure of the divine presence and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. Don't you love that phraseology? Flooded with God himself. What a prayer. What a passion. What a desire. What a yearning.
Let's agree with God this morning. We desire, Father, to be a body that is flooded with the reality of the knowledge of this love that you have for us. And our spirits would respond by the spirit that's revealing this love to us. Our spirits would rise up and we would love you with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, with all our strength. And we'd love one another as we love ourselves. You are awesome, Lord. Let's just begin to extol him from our own heart. Hear yourself telling God that you love him. Oh, I love you, Lord. I choose to love you, Lord. I come back. I press higher. Sharpen my focus, Lord. I want to see you. Thank you. You've never left. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You're living, abiding. You're, you're calling me higher. You're the love of my life. Just tell him, you're the love of my life. Because of all that you've done for me. Who you've made me. I stand in awe of this great love. In Jesus' name. Amen. This morning, if you want to come and kneel and spend some time with God and just draw near and bask in the glory of that love and direct your heart to him, you know, just come. But let's take this, this week with us and allow the Spirit of God to draw us into the deeper place. Very simple message, but yet this is climbing the heights in the Spirit. In Jesus' name. And everybody said... Sure. First of all, thank you. <laughs> Anybody feel like a weight's just been lifted off their shoulders today? I appreciate what you said about uh, loving God. I knew I couldn't forgive without God's help, and I needed God to help me forgive others. But when it came to loving God with all my heart, soul, and mind, I thought, oh, that's a lot of work. I'm going to love the Lord my God with all my heart, soul, and mind. And today, Pastor Dean told me I can't do it. Huh, thank God I quit. I'm going to let God love Amen. God's love helped me to love him because I'm imperfect anyway. So, wow, that's a huge relief. I'll let God control my life to a greater extent today. Amen? Amen. Okay. Thank you. Um, last week, Paul shared uh, about his wife coming home on Wednesday, and she came home on Wednesday. Thank you, Jesus. Um, so talk to Paul if you want to about that. She, I understood from Austin that she's going to need to be home for a few weeks here to recover, right? Is that true? I know her heart is here with us. Um, also, how many of you are thankful that uh, there is lunch today, even though the announcement was made that there wasn't lunch? So if you enjoy the lunch here today, if uh, you appreciate that and you have some time, we could use some help with cleanup afterwards. So talk to me if you need help with that. Amen. Just one Let's take another five minutes here. Abby and Doug, can you come and share a little bit? Do we have the mic here? <laughs> he doesn't like to share. No. God is helping me share today. <laughs> I just heard some testimonies of some things that ha have happened with you. and I don't know the details totally, but about witnessing or praying for people. And Five minutes is going to be tough. Well, <laughs> We'll give it a shot. Um, so we went to uh, a teaching conference called Power and Love here this couple weekends ago. Um, if any of you know who Todd White is um, and Robbie Dawkins, they were there teaching about healing. Um, it was basically a school uh, teaching you how to live out your faith. Um, and just the, the amount of testimonies that we heard being there and then that we got to experience ourselves was incredible. Um, but... Um, it, they just they shared their hearts with with everybody. Um, it, it was in St. Paul, downtown St. Paul, at the Union Depot, which is you know it's not a church or anything. It's just a public place where you can hold events, and it was incredible because there's people coming through there, getting on buses and 
and trains and such. And um, it's just like the power of God was there. And it was just thousands of people meeting together, um, just learning about God's love and just like going out from there and spreading that. Um, just walking through the street, getting lunch, uh, you know, in the middle of the conference. Everywhere you looked, there was someone being prayed for, ministered to on every street corner downtown St. Paul. Um, it's just incredible. It's like a picture of the kingdom of God. Just God's love going out. Um, and that just needs to be just our lives. You know, that, that's kind of the whole point. Um, you know, everywhere we go, there, there is no specific ministry time. It's just our whole life. Um, so it, it was just a blast going out together and just being intentional about pushing each other to love people. Um, I don't even know what story to share. Maybe you have one. In, do you have one in your heart? Sure. Well, we had actually shared this maybe a couple Wednesdays ago, so some of you might have already heard this, but um, we we stayed in, in Egan, so we were driving downtown St. Paul, and there was a parking lot that we had found that was like $2 for a whole day, and we're like, yes. So we're trying to get to it, and every spot, every street was like closed off for this running event, and we could not get there, and so we're like, okay, we got to park in the $8 lot for a couple hours, and we were kind of bummed, but so we went in there, and we parked, and there was a guy sitting right um, on the corner right when you drive in, and he had a, a sign that, you know, said, in, in need of any help, you know, um, veteran, homeless, and he looked a little rough and pretty down, and um, so we, you know, we paid for our parking spot, and then when we were going out, we were like, okay, let's, you know, we blessed him financially with what we thought the Lord wanted us to give, and then we just started talking to him and um, asked if we could... Um, pray for him and then notice that he had a cane a walk like a walking cane and I said you know I noticed that you have a walking cane I was like do you have any any pain in your body and he said yeah he said I've had I've had hip pain on this side he said for years you know ever since I um got out of the service and so we just asked if we could pray for him and um and he believed in God and so we um Doug just laid his hand on him and we just we prayed for him and um, we asked him, you know, can you, can you check it? Can you, you know, see how it, does it feel any different? And he kind of got up and moved around a little bit and kind of looked at us with this face of like disbelief and just said, yeah, it, wow, it, it's gone. <laughs> it's totally gone. And we were like, thank you, Jesus. You know, we're like, he healed you. He loves you. And we just got to just speak life into him and, um, just encourage him. And, you know, he, he believed in Jesus, but not the Father. <laughs> there was just things that had happened in his life where, you know, he didn't totally believe anymore that God loved him. And so we just got to speak truth into that of, you know, Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they're three in one. Like, when you believe in one, you got to believe in the other. Like, they're, they're three in the same, you know. And um, Jesus loves you, God loves you, and um, he's healed you. And anyway, it was just kind of one of those opportunities of, all right, Lord, glad we parked you today, you know, and um, yeah, there was just, man, multiple stories of people just being healed and even moments of praying for people and not seeing immediate results, but just knowing that, all right, Lord, you touch them, you know, like you're working through them and not learning to not be like discouraged if you don't see immediate healing, you know, and just knowing that, God, you're ministering to them, and you love them, and that's the purpose of it, is operating in love and not operating in works, not operating in, oh, this is something we're supposed to do, you know, and just looking at someone and being like, the Lord loves them. Lord, how do you want to speak to this person? How do you want to move? You know, it was... Yeah, um, we saw a young girl, her knee was swollen up. We saw her get healed of... Uh, of arthritis in her knee, she dropped her cane and ran up the hill, and she's gone. Um, we we couldn't believe we were just standing there crying. Um, we we chased a guy down on a scooter into a subway. We literally were running up the street after this guy, and uh, he had cancer. We prayed for that to be healed, and we just told him God was pursuing a relationship with him, just like we were chasing him. He probably thought we were crazy, but he's like, "You, why are you chasing me?" You know. But he said, "That's what God's." Do we said, "That's what God's doing. He's chasing you down the street. He wants you. He wants a relationship with with you." Um, uh, and, and some of the even better moments were the, the moments where uh, the park right next to the Union Depot called Mears Park, there's a hot dog vendor in there. 
man, we, when we walked up to that guy, we said, hey, how's it going, you know, um, and, and we bought a water or two from him or whatever, and, and it's, he found out pretty quick, he was like, oh, you're some of those people. He said there were, I don't even know, he's like, all day, he said, people have been trying to pray for me, he's like, they won't leave me alone, he's, he said, I can't even sell any hot dogs, he's hilarious, his name is Jared. We just created a relationship with him, we went and visited him every time we could and, and bought hot dogs from him and stuff, and um, I gave him my number and I said, if you're interested in learning more about this, because he was pretty standoffish about it, because he just felt like he was very overwhelmed, like, just leave me alone, you know, I don't, I don't want this, you know, you can keep your, your stuff, but I'm good, I just want to sell my hot dogs. Um, so I gave him my number and I didn't think he was going to call, but he called and he wanted to get together for lunch the next day and we spent a couple hours with him. And he just had so many questions and he was just... At, he was just soaking it up and, and we said I hope we're not talking too much to you about all this and he's like no I'm just I'm just soaking it up we said keep going so we just kept going you know um, and he didn't he while we were with him he didn't receive the Lord um, we offered to pray for him we offered to pray with him he wasn't he wasn't yeah he, he wasn't ready yet he, he wasn't um, quite there yet but I still have his contact info and and man God is working on his heart so much it's incredible and he is just, he is just ripe for, and he's had a lot of hurt in the past from the church. Um, and that there's a lot of that that he needs to, God just needs to break through. Um, so, so yeah, we're still praying for him. But like, there, it doesn't matter if you see an immediate salvation or immediate healing or not. God, there's seeds that you're putting down and you're either dropping a seed or you're watering a seed. That's all your job is. Your job isn't to get a certain amount of conversions. Your job isn't to get a certain number of healings. Your job is to just drop seeds for God and, or water those seeds. And, and God does the, God is the one who grows that. Amen. That, uh, that yeah. <laughs> so it, it's, yeah, just, it was an incredible experience. So. Amen. So let's all thank the Lord today for the first love in our heart. <laughs> Hallelujah. That first love will show up. We'll be anointed. We'll step out and do what God's ordained us to do. The Spirit is with us. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Well, the Lord bless our meal today. We thank you for the food, Lord, and bless our fellowship in Jesus' name. If you'd like prayer, we'll be here. Hallelujah.